Hello, it's the WPLaunchify.com podcast with Spencer Foreman and Luke Stacy. Today, episode 12, four key metrics that measure the health of your online business. Good afternoon, Spencer. Um, today, we're going to talk about a topic that we both love, but I'm actually going to let you run with this one because you do actually, you know, we split our, our tasks. So I think you have the advantage even over me when it comes to some of the analytics and the other tools because you really like to go deep on this and you also handle most of our customer management at that level. So let's start with the topic and then take it away and then we'll dive deep because this is one that really, if this is kind of where the rubber hits the road of you've got a business, you're using the proper tools, you've hopefully got a CRO expert like us helping you. These are the tools that are going to let you see on a dashboard level, how well your business is doing, the health of your business. Right. So in, in any business, you know, at the end of the year, you're going to work out and you're going to know the health of your business by some sort of key factors. Everybody should know, you know, how much profit did I business make? How much money do I have in the bank? Those are the kind of things of kind of signs that you use to measure the health of your business, however organized you are. But when it comes to your website, people generally don't have any metrics that they rely on. They just maybe glance at Google Analytics, but it doesn't really tell them anything, or, or they don't even bother with that, and they just rely purely on, on how much money is going to the bank. Whereas really, what you need to get a real a measure on the success of your online business is to have some key metrics always in front of you so you know how well you're doing or not doing, and if you're doing well, getting even better. So the first one of these is conversion rate, and this is basically the number of goals that you set up that are completed on your site. So for example, if you have, you're have you doing a lot of marketing and you have a landing page with an email opt-in form on it, it's how many people come to that page and actually opt-in versus those that don't. So for example, if 100 people come to the page and 10 people opt-in, then you have a 10% conversion rate. That's a really important figure to track, whereas you know most people don't track that. They just see, oh, I got 10 people today, I got 12 people today. Whereas that might be a good number. You know, if you if you only had 100 people coming in, getting that 10% is, you know, it's not too bad. But if you had 1,000 people visit you that day and only 10 people signed up, then there's a sign there that something's, you know, not working and going wrong. So mm. unless you fully understand that conversion rate figure, you're not going to know how well you're doing. You're really just in the blind. You're, you know, driving your car with, with a blindfold on. Um, so yeah, and I, I want to stop on this point because one of the things that's, I think, misunderstood by a lot of people is that this is not a direct number about how many sales you made. Conversion does not necessarily mean the final frontier of sale. It could be goals along the way. Again, I love the dating and relationship analogy here, but in dating and relationship, there's a lot of, you know, teenage high school kind of words for it, but there are stages of relationships, right? Baseball metaphors and otherwise. So your goals could be, I want to take somebody who is a stranger and get them to give me their email. So now I have permission to market to them. That's not a sale, but that turns them from somebody you don't know into somebody, you know, somebody who has raised their hand and that triggers things you're going to talk about in a minute too. But when we say the tools that you use, when somebody says it's okay to market to them and they give you the analytics about this is my email 
And they also, in some cases, might allow you to cookie them or get you with a, a pixel tracking. You can now see their behavior across your websites. So the goals, I just want to add that because I was confused about that back in the early days. Conversion does not necessarily mean you just made a transaction. It could be just any step along the relationship trail. Right. And it's commonly you know, described as a funnel. So you have, you know, at the top of the funnel, you have... Uh, you know, the wide mouth of the funnel, lots of people come in, these are people just visiting your site. And then as they go through all these different goals, the funnel uh, gets uh, thinner as it goes down, ultimately until it drops out the bottom and they and they make a sale. So the goals along, along the way will be the stages of the funnel. The first goal is to get them to your website. The second goal maybe is to get them to sign up to your email list. The third goal is perhaps to get them to interact with one of your blog posts and then the fourth goal is maybe to get them to buy something you know as they're going or, or even a tripwire like right. even just a, a limited thing it could be free could be a dollar mm -hmm. demonstrating different steps along the way are the conversion goals that we want to measure and so this is interesting because you know if you don't have an idea of what those goals could be it's hard to build up a value ladder of what is the path that you're intending to take again same metaphor it's amazing to me being a single guy, that there are people who are in the dating world that have no idea, even at my age, who it is that they think would be the kind of person that they want to be with, you know? And yet, if you think about it, if you don't, if you went on a vacation, you just went to the airport and you said, I just want to take an airplane somewhere and go somewhere, I don't know why or where, or what temperature for a certain, I don't know, any length of time, they would look at you like, uh, security? You, you know I want to go somewhere warm for three days on this airline to pay this much to be on a beach, whatever. If you don't have that in your head about your business, you're just killing yourself, right? Because how can you set goals for where you want to go with the customers and the prospects? Where can you set goals for how much revenue and so forth? And that's what we do in helping small business owners because most of the time they're just worried about like, do I even have anything to sell? <laughs> you know? Right, right, and and uh, as they as they go down that funnel and you've that plan that you've mapped out for them that journey, because you have those conversion goal tracking in place and you have an overview of your funnel, you know where people are getting clogged up or where people are dropping off. Maybe loads of people sign up to your email list, you have a really high conversion rate there, but they're not responding to the emails you you send, maybe that is really, really low. So you might be getting lots of subscribers, but then everybody just goes quiet. And, you know, so it's obvious then where you need to put your effort, you need to put your effort into getting those people that are on your email list to do something on your website and make it more relevant. So there's lots of factors that can affect your conversion rate, you know, from the, from the messaging they use, from the, the colors you use on the button, the layout, the button placement, the sort of the the, um, the type of form that you use. I've seen this many times with some services that I've signed up for recently is they'll force me to put my phone number in or a phone number into the form field, which is obviously going to have a big impact on the conversion rate because, you know, I might give my email address away, but my phone number is more, it's more sacred to me. You know, I'm not, not so willing to give that out. So if you, if they removed that, they would definitely get more conversions, you know, whereas, but they might not get such a quality of conversion. So there's another element to consider. Yeah, you know, that's interesting because it's oftentimes more important what you don't make people do than what you do have them do. And we've seen this, for example, when you're selling an e-commerce product or service that has virtually no reason to need the person's address, okay? 
how incredibly annoying it is. I just want to buy your WordPress plugin, or I just want to buy your, you know, look at my blankety blank service. You make me go through a checkout where I got to fill up my name, address, social security number, phone number, my mother's maiden name. It's like, for gosh sake, all you needed was my email and my PayPal, and that would have been enough. And so, you know, friction in that process is part of the measurements for conversion rate. If you're finding that, you know, tons of people sign up and then they're all dropping off without selling, it may very well be. And that's where we study their behavior. We go, we see the heat map, we see the screen recording, we see the, the numbers drop off the shelf and we go, everybody got to the point where it says, put in your mother's maiden name. And they're like, what? And they just leave you. Right. Okay. Let's talk about the next one, bounce rate. Right. So a conversion goal is when someone does do something and you're, you know, you've, achieved a win. Bounce rate is when people come to your site from elsewhere and don't do anything and leave again immediately. So if someone mm. finds you in the Google search, for example, they click on the link, they come to your page, and they might read your page, but they don't perform an action. They don't fill in a form. They don't click on a link. They don't do anything. They just you know, close the browser tab or they hit the back button and they're, you know, they're no longer seen. So if you, obviously, yeah. if you have a, a high bounce rate, that shows that there's a confusion between the reason that they're getting to your site, the message that they see on the Google search or they see in Facebook or whatever, and then what they find on your website. Those two things are most likely not matching up. So it's causing them to click on the link. Oh, they think, oh, this is really relevant to me. But then they get to your website and they go, oh, wait a minute, this is not what I thought it was, so I'm going to go away again. So if that bounce rate is high, you've got to really focus on where that confusion lies and, and seek to unify that. I have a real, you know, a super strong opinion on this one because I am of the belief, and we talk about this all the time, that you're, no matter what your business you're in, it should be a billboard. So the thing that they see above the fold should answer all of the following questions and nothing more. What is the pain that I have that you are re- reminding me of? I'm the visitor. What is it that you can do about that pain? And what very quick and simple thing can I take action on to have you either engage me or solve the pain for me? Just like a billboard on the highway. So when you drive on the billboard, it says, you know, need a lawyer, got cockroaches, bankrupt. And then it says, turn right at the next turn for, you know, let's say if it's a food, hungry, pancakes at the right, you know, next exit. Or bankrupt, it's called, you know, 1-800-BANKRUPT you know within five seconds of passing by what your pain is, what they do for you, and how to reach them or where to get that thing. And that's it because they realize that you don't have time to stop your car in the middle, screech in the middle of the highway, stop, and then read the fine print. So many websites are so messed up right now because they have 150 million things all over the front page. In fact, one of our big clients right now is in the job space and they have 3 million visitors a year. Their mailing list right now has only a couple thousand people on it. We just, they just engaged us, by the way. But the point is, 3 million visitors a year and only like 4,500 people on their mailing list. That is incredibly obvious because when you see their front page, they literally took every possible link of everything they do and they just poured it into the front page. The front page looks like Alta Vista circa 1999 or something. I mean, it's just without the flashing lights. So bounce rate is a huge canary in the coal mine. We seek to find the reasons and we use the same tools. And that's the whole point. Like a doctor can look at your lab results, look at your x-rays and say, aha, I see that you've swallowed a, you know, you've swallowed a spider. And 
that's the whole point. You know, identifying the problem can lead to sometimes a simple fix because the goal in most cases is to give visitors, at least at the very top of the page, only one message. And that way they don't get analysis paralysis. That way they do what you want them to do, which is at least get them into your email list because then you can engage them and test them and see what really works at a more personal level. Okay. Next one, average order value. So the next one is, this is especially relevant if you're um, um, a commerce store uh, where you have multiple products. This is basically, if you're not selling products or you're only selling one product, it's not so relevant, but it's still worth bearing in mind. So if you have a store with 10, 20, 30, 100 products in it, then there'll be different scenarios when sometimes people will buy two products, three products, and they're also the, the number of products that they buy and the value of those products will change. So if you average that out, you'll be able to see that there is a, an average order value um, per transaction. So that might be you know, uh, $100 per order. It might be $500 per order. It might be $10 per order, depending on your store. So the way that you'd find that is by taking the total revenue and then dividing that by the total transactions, which would give you the, the average right. order value. And obviously, you want this to be as high as possible because the the higher the higher the number of uh, the, the higher transaction rate you have per order the better for you the store owner so you can increase Absolutely. that with you know a number of methods both all all, all of which can be done with uh, you know if you're using WooCommerce with some really fantastic WooCommerce plugins yeah and what's interesting is we can compare this in my opinion to physical goods versus not. So in most of the cases that we deal with our clients, they're not necessarily doing physical good shipments. They're mostly service providers, membership sites, digital type of delivery. However, if we were going to compare this, because I'm a huge fan of Amazon, one of the best reasons to increase your average order value is because you can pack all the stuff in the same box. And so metaphorically, you can use the same logic that somebody who is ready to buy and you go to Amazon I'm always doing this. It's like, I know it's coming. And by the way, on Amazon, of course, I can just click, 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 and they'll send me 20 boxes, it, it seems, but it turns out they're all in one box. But it seems like I'm in that mindset to buy. And so that's what we're trying to impress here is that when you look at it in terms of what things can you do for a customer who's already going to buy one thing to either upsell, cross-sell them, include something as a bundle, it makes them sort of think, ah, I'm already here. I might as well throw in the, you know, the accessory item, or maybe I'll get the deluxe pro version of your service or software because, you know, why not? I'm going to treat myself. And so you're catching people at the moment, much like the supermarkets used to do and still do with the checkout line, having, you know, the magazines and the chewing gum and the chocolate and the AAA batteries. They know that they can upsell you at that time because you're so close to getting out of there. <laughs> you're so close to seeing your car and all the tools that you mentioned that work with WooCommerce are really, you know, one of the reasons that we can get people started even with our launch kit, with all the core tools. And so even if you're not really familiar with your product or you don't have more than one product, we can begin you at the earliest stages of that little egg you are today, hatching out and becoming a really you know healthy business chicken, growing all the feathers and everything, becoming high and strong and tall and everything because we can start you out with the same tool set at a simple level for one product. And then you can start to experiment even from the early stages. And that's what all this is about anyway, right? It's experimentation and having somebody who can advise you from a, an experience level like we can, hey, try this now, or you can use this plugin versus that plugin, or, you know, we've seen that when you have this kind of product, try this sort of messaging. 
we've got the last one, card abandonment. What's card right, abandonment? Right, so we sort of touched on this earlier on, like with the, um, you know, asking for, you, you're going to buy a WordPress plugin or a digital product, but you have to type in your shipping address, which is, you know, completely irrelevant because you're not going to get sent a CD through the post anymore, you know, but yet still they they force you through this really long checkout form. And then what does it make you do? It makes you, you know, unless you really want the thing, it might even make you not want to buy the product you you've seen the product you've added it to your cart you've got to the checkout page you've got your credit card out but you say ah oh, you know this is too much now or it doesn't look safe or it's just there's another cost to just added something on and i'm just going to leave and actually on average actually 69 out of every 100 orders on the internet are abandoned before being completed so it's a real mm -hmm. problem that that e-commerce store owners and, and anyone that has a checkout form on their website has to address to make that process for the customer as smooth as possible. You know, one of the things that I find, and this is a real opinion, uh, everybody has their own, I'm sure. I find that I am horribly, horribly, horribly annoyed if I go to some place, abandon the cart, and then they email me back with just a, hey, are you coming back? Mm. On the other hand, I do like and appreciate, and this is where, you know, I'm a wheeler dealer kind of mentality. If they send me an email that says, hey, we noticed you started, but somehow you left. Can we give you an inducement to come back? Like, right. can we give you two for one if you come back? Or can I babysit your kids? Or, you know, can I do you a favor? Now it's like, oh, shit. I just was like not interested in this company. And now they're giving me some reason to think, well, I got to try it now, right? I'm getting two for one. Same thing with the site. There are different ways to do this. So you don't necessarily have to have the tool that emails them out to their location. What you can do also, because we see this on the launch clip, people are busy, they're distracted, they see it on their phone, but they want to order when they get back home. What you can do instead is also have it where the customer is identified so the next time they visit your actual website, it remembers what was in the cart. So it doesn't bother them at home or in their email, but it just sort of reminds them for, a, I don't know, 30 days or something, Here's what you had in your cart last time you were here. That way you don't have to start over. And that's also greatly appreciated because I even had this experience uh, with, I use Hyatt Hotels and I don't know who their webmaster is. Maybe they can reach out to us, but they have some janky thing that if I'm on one browser and it doesn't work and then I go back to my other Chrome browser, it erases the whole thing, even though Chrome normally is persistent. And I find that really annoying just because like, look, maybe I was in the car, I checked the dates and I wanted to just do this when I got home but then I have to go type all my stuff in again. So cart abandonment is a ripe opportunity for almost anybody who is seeing conversion indicators that people are getting to the cart, but not finishing, you know, the transaction. What else do we, should we just wrap this up? We're almost near the end of our time, but you yeah, want to give me a, 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 give us a summary, wrap this back up. Yeah. So basically the, to summarize, we were saying that there in order to understand your business, you're going to know some basic things like you're going to know how much profit you've made. You're going to know how much money is in the bank account. And you probably know, you know a lot of other things as well, just at a glance in your head. But a lot of people forget about the metrics of their website and especially if they're running an e-commerce store or doing any sort of marketing. But these metrics really will measure the health of your business and they need to be keeping an eye on to know not just where you're at, but where you want to go. And if you're not aware of these, if you're just completely unconscious of them, you, you, you know, just stumbling around in the dark and, you, you know, you might do well, but it's completely by chance. Knowing where you are and where you want to go by using these metrics will give you, you know, a real clear path to success.
Yeah, well said. I think that anybody who's starting out or anybody who has experience running a business has actual products is just doing themselves a disservice to not have both the necessary measurement tools in place, expert advice from somebody who really knows and cares about their business and their goals, as well as just an overall strategy of today I want to be here, tomorrow I want to be there, and down the road I want to be somewhere else. And if you think about this, whether it's in your personal relationships, your travel, uh, if you happen to be like me, I like to fly airplanes, you always flight plan. You always plan in advance and you have contingencies. These four things are going to show up no matter what size your business and will give you the peace of mind going to bed at night of realizing if you're heading in the right direction and whether you're at the right altitude and so forth. Right. So, so it's like, it's like a, a metaphor would be, it's like uh, wanting to lose weight, but refusing to weigh yourself. Say, you, you know, I, I want to get thinner, I want to lose you know, 10 pounds or two stone or whatever, but you refuse to know how much you weigh at the moment. And that would be a you know, completely ridiculous way of trying to get fit because you'd never know whether you achieved your goal or even where you are to start out. It'd be like not having a scale or a mirror and living <laughs> in a house with that's dark with all the windows closed. I mean, I, su I suppose there's an advantage to that if you don't care. But if you're talking about like diabetes or health or, you know, physical health, you wouldn't be able to see the visual indicators that would let you know if you're making progress. You might feel it, but you probably need to see it. You need to actually uh -huh. measure it. Anyway, we can think of a lot of metaphors, I know, because this is one of the things that ultimately is totally understandable, totally in the priority of after I get my idea set up and after I have my website set up, now I want to make sure I can measure it. And it's better to start from the beginning because like everything in life, it's easier to correct from the beginning than it is to kind of go backwards fix problems. We actually, we have a client like that today who we have to go back about 20 steps to fix something that they did wrong and then start measuring again properly. So great topic. If any of you guys have questions about this particular topic, you need somebody who is an expert in either getting you started for just 99 bucks a month or needs a higher level uh, amount of CRO, somebody to help you with your conversion rate optimization, or you just have questions you want to talk about. It's free to contact us over at WPLaunchify.com. Just click in the Help Scout box or use help at WPLaunchify.com. We look forward to hearing your questions, your comments, and anything else we can help you with. Luke, we'll look forward to talking to you on episode 13. Goodbye, Spencer. Goodbye, Luke. See you guys then. Bye.